0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players To Be Named Later podcast. I'm Ed. That's Dan. Say hi,
1: Dan. What's up, Ed? How's it going, everybody? It's a big day for us here at the Players To Be Named Later podcast. It is? Well, yeah, we're recording another show. It's always a big day when we decide to do this again.
0: Yeah, all right. I thought it was going to be because we get to watch the Rams lose, but, you know. Here Wait, are. are the Rams playing? Aren't they the Thursday night football game this week? They are not. But who's playing? The Titans and the Cowboys. Oh, well, you see, that this is what happens when we stop doing the weekly football show. We don't even know what's going on. Anyway, we got a pretty big show for you today. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. We're going to hit up some NHL, some MLB, and time permitting, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. But let's kick it off with the playoffs, Danny boy. Who's in, who's out? Because I know after last week, we had a lot of teams get the boot. You know, the Browns Browns aren't going to the Super Bowl this year, so the streak is alive another 50-something years. Who else is out, Dan? Well, Ed, let's go ahead and go through this. So we know the Eagles are locked
1: in so far. We know that the Cowboys are locked in. Minnesota's locked in. Um, the Eagles could have locked in the division last week, but Garden Minshew just could not have done it. And over in the AFC, we have the Bills locked in the division, we have the Bengals and the Ravens locked in fighting for the division.
0: Ooh.
1: The Chargers are also locked in with a wild card seed because Kansas City has already clinched that division. So we have a few questions left to be answered here. Um, in the AFC side, let's talk about who's eliminated. The Denver Broncos, Broncos country, is not riding past week eighteen. No, the Houston Texans are officially done, And is the Jeff Saturday experience going to end in Indianapolis after week eighteen? We should. also have the the Sean Watson rubiniers. I mean Browns.
0: Um, ears That's el- The best you got really? are
1: eliminated. <laughs> On the NFC side, um. Not as many teams are eliminated because, well, the NFC is trash. Uh, we have the Cardinals are dunzo, along with your defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams, the Falcons are out of the race, and the Chicago Bears are done. That's where we sit. We have a few, we have a few spots that would be locked up. Some divisions are to be locked up, and well, we'll see what happens here. This is a big game for the Titans tonight without a bunch of key pieces, so we will see what happens.
0: Now, I'm going to ask you a question here, and I want you to give me your honest opinion. What is more shocking, the fact that the San Francisco 49ers are 8-1 and one since acquiring CMZ, or the fact that the Miami Dolphins are 0-4 in December?
1: The fact that the Miami Dolphins are 0-4 in December actually is more shocking to me. Well, tell me why. Um, for one, I, I didn't realize it. They've been playing good ball. I guess they've also had a really tough string of games here. Um, when you think about it, uh, Tua has been kind of healthy. I mean, t- let's look at the four teams they played, and we have some more Tua news to talk about, so let's jump into this Packers game. He ended the game on three back-to-back interceptions, um, and guess what we found out? Tua entered the concussion protocol after the game once again. Yeah. Um, so before we move any forward, I do have a question for you, though, and then I'm going to get back to this. Um, should Tua call it a season or a career? How do you feel?
0: Season, yeah. Career, eh. uh, I mean, Andrew Luck. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. You know,
1: um, the three games they lost previously, the Packers were to three teams that are already locked in the playoffs, and the 49ers, Chargers, and Bills. So maybe they shouldn't. You know, that's that's why that's a little bit more surprising to me. Um. But, I mean, we knew how good this 49ers team was with Jimmy G before that. Um, but what's more impressive about that 8-1 and one streak there, Ed, is that they won eight straight.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, it's getting hot at the right time. And it, it, you kind of just hope if you're a Niners fan that this is the right time for them. You know, they still got two weeks going into the playoffs. And, you know, with the bye weeks still up in the air, you never know who's going to finish what and where. You so, really
1: don't. Speaking about finishing, that was something that um, our man Luca did last night. I just want to touch on this really quickly. Uh, yes, Dan, We know you can't
0: finish on the right time, and that's why it's a problem in your marriage. But Luca Doncic can to the tune of sixty points. Anyway, continue. 60, Twenty-one and ten. That's the first insane. time that's ever happened in NBA history. That's
1: something we had to talk about, but we can get back to that. Um.
0: That's- fucking amazing and it it's important to point out because he mavs right mavericks yep they unveiled the new dirk nowitzki statue and yes. for one it's a feat of engineering amazingness because he's almost at a 45 degree angle shooting a, that patented follow away shot he had yes and for that statue to one stand and for two to look as amazing as it is, it's a top five statue. Uh, stop it's a top five sports statue. And, and and it's just it's top five sports statue, you know? It's it's it is. it's right up there with Shaq and, and slamming the, the slam dunk. It's it's impressive.
1: So speaking of statues, um, let's talk about how NFL players look in the Pro Bowl. All right. I have the NFC roster here. Did you do your homework? Do you have the AFC roster over there? Boy, I
0: do not. But by the time you tell me about it, I I can get it.
1: All right. So on the NFC side, your top three quarterbacks were Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, and Kirk Cousins. It's shocking not to see some other names up there, but you can't argue Hurts, and you can't really argue Cousins. And we were looking at some other stats yesterday. Geno has a very good shot of throwing for 4,000 yards this season too. So that's not shocking. Um, what some people may be a little surprised by is the backfield of this uh, of this. Uh, your three running backs all hail from the NFC East in Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard and Miles Sanders. Um, Can't you had, really
0: eat any of those.
1: But I mean, let's think about the guys that got snubbed here. Dalvin Cook got snubbed. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. got snubbed, stayed mm-hmm. in the NFC the whole season, even with the trade. Um, you you could make an argument there that maybe Miles Sanders wasn't so deserving, but um, like you said, you can't hate it, but you can definitely question it. Uh, fullback, the juice is loose. Former Raven, Kyle Juszczyk, current San Francisco 49er. Yes, Ed, I did have to add in there that he is a former Raven. Um, your top four wide receivers are, once again, guess where, guess where the, the majority of these players come from.
0: Uh, probably the same division.
1: Yes, you are correct, but the number one overall vote-getter is Justin Jefferson, followed by A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Scary Terry McLaurin. Your tight ends, two deserving tight ends in George Kittle and T.J. Hawkinson. Hawkinson did it on two separate teams in the same division, something very unheard of, a midseason trade by -hmm. teams in the same division. Your offensive tackles are Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, and Tristan uh, Wirfs. Uh, Your offensive guards are Zach Martin, Landon Dickerson, and Chris Lindstrom. And your centers are Jason, Kelsey, and Frank Regnell.
0: Well, fantastic. We're not going to go through the entire rosters because it's ridiculous. Um, It's also ridiculous some of the reserves that are going on, whether they're rumored or not. It's whatever. But the AFC has... AFC has a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things that are just, just wow. Um, For one, I don't think you are going to find a better quarterback, a a tandem, of, I shouldn't say tandem, but a string of three quarterbacks in NFL history with as much talent as the three of the AFC Pro Bowlers this year with Mahomes, Allen and Burrow, you know, um, I noticed your boy didn't necessarily make it there, but you know.
1: I don't think he was deserving this year.
0: You don't think he was deserving? Okay, yeah, fair enough. All right. I mean, he he's missed what the last three games. Yeah, but you know, th- there was a rumor going around that uh, Huntley had made it as a Pro Bowl alternate. So
1: he no, he is. He is. If two of the top three fall out, your next two quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley.
0: That's that's that's, that's, ridiculous.
1: that's a fact. That is ridiculous. Oh, I, I I'm not arguing that.
0: That's that's just that's terrible. Anyway, I, um, I, I
1: kind of hope two of them do fall out because that's going to be hilarious and it's going to show what a joke the Pro Bowl is.
0: Oh, the Pro Bowl is absolutely a joke when you have guys like J.J. Watt, who announced his retirement this week, that he has two games left and he's going to be done. So that's a Hall of Fame career that's going to. And this coming week, but still first ballot I mean, hall of favor. Oh, absolutely. Although you have a guy like Clay Matthews Sr. who is got the stats to be a first ballot hall of famer and still isn't, so there's that. Um, and you know why we're talking about a talented group of three. How about Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry for your running backs? You're not gonna find better guys. I don't, think you can, than those I, don't,
1: I don't think you can argue that in the AFC. I think the NFC definitely the backfield can be somewhat argued. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can argue the NFC though. One hundred percent, I agree with you. Or opposite, you know what I mean.
0: Tyree kills Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase wideouts, and then you got Kelsey and Mark Andrews. That offense, I swear, if that was ever like, it, say you're playing Madden and you have this Pro Bowl roster, I you could be playing the other Pro Bowl roster. It doesn't matter. That team's gonna score one hundred and fifty points. Like that's ridiculous. You can't go wrong anywhere you go. If you have a quarterback that can that has two eyeballs, that's gonna be amazing. Um, like I said, we can go down the list, but it really it, we we can turn it into a whole show arguing this. Uh you gotta love Joel Batonio getting in there as a guard and Miles Garrett, the best defensive end in football. Um we're gonna see both Watt brothers as TJ and 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 JJ. Had both made it. It's a shame that the third guy isn't used in Pittsburgh that much. Um, Sauce Gardner, one of the best names in football, starting quarterback or cornerback for the Jets. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, a guy that I hate playing against in Madden, is a free safety. And I hate him, too. Oh, do I hate him. I play as the Browns all the time. And Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback in NFL history, according to, to Madden, in 2039. And I think if Fitzpatrick has like 20 interceptions against Baker Mayfield. It's ridiculous. I hate him. Hate him. Another, so much.
1: another um, very impressive rookie is Tariq Woolen, Also um, a cornerback that made the pro Bowl this year. Well, there you um, go. Going to be a hell of a battle for the defensive rookie of the year. I said earlier in the year, I thought it was hands down sauce Gardner. Um, Tariq has really made a claim for it with tied for the most interceptions in the league right now.
0: Well, there you have it. And then, to round out the roster, you have two Baltimore Ravens making it and special teamers, Devin DuVernay and Justin Tucker.
1: I didn't think DuVernay was that great of a returner this year. I'm going to be honest with you.
0: Um, I don't think there's anybody else that has done it consistently over the course of the season.
1: I mean, you you may be right there. I mean, good for the Ravens. We had a decent amount, but I, I don't want to see my guys playing in the Pro Bowl.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, they might as well. It ain't like they're going to be playing in – February anyway.
1: Well, that's where I would prefer for them to
0: be playing. (laughs) All right, let's move along here. Let's switch gears. Let's go to the NHL. And as of right now, my Blues are playing the Blackhawks in a riveting affair. It's 1-1. But the Blues have been an abject disappointment so far. Very hot, very cold. And that's why they sit on the outside of the playoff picture. Dan... I know you're a Kraken fan and you're living pretty high on the hog with Seattle being, doing what they're doing. I am. What, Um, uh, what other surprises do you see?
1: uh, Some of the stuff that sticks out to me is um, Edmonton is currently on the outside looking in along with um, they're not on the outside looking in, but they are tied for that second. wild. well, I guess really the first wild card spot there in the Western conference. And that's your, Defending champions in the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I wasn't. Too, I'm not too surprised by Vegas. The Kings had me a little shocked. Um, what about you on the Eastern Conference side? What's sticking out to you right now?
0: Oh, just so many things. Uh, the Bruins and the uh, Panthers. Just, just uh, you know, off the top of my head, uh, the Bruins just never lose
1: at home. Yeah, at, specifically.
0: Or just. Ever they're 28-4 and three. That's what well, they lose when I have them
1: in a round robin. So they well, do lose.
0: You're a degenerate gambler. How about Carolina on a nine-game heater right now? That's 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 awesome. Um, or going into tonight's contest, the Atlantic Division one, two, three, four, five, six of the eight teams are on a, a could have at least a two-game winning streak going into tonight's stuff. And it's the exact opposite for the Metro. Just just a little something weird there. Uh, I thought Columbus would do better. I thought the Islanders would do yeah, better. Uh, the Devils, wow. Yeah, the Whereas, Devils are
1: definitely a, a surprising team here, um, playing as good as they are. I do agree with you on that.
0: Absolutely. But, you know, it's the NHL. And we're also in – I guess we can say we're in January now. We're three days away. But just wow. Like – You kind of see this every year, but this year it's a little. So take the the blues
1: out of it. Take your fandom out of it. Who is your biggest disappointment so far through the season?
0: Oh, yeah, it may be the blues. Uh, You you know, you had you have a lot of guys that are in contract years. You have a lot of guys that may be playing their last season as a blue note. And for them to for them to have started the season the way they did. Now, they've kind of rebounded. You know, they're five, two and three in the last ten. And they did go. On a, I think they lost seven in a row and then won nine in a row or something like that. So they've kind of righted the ship a little bit, but they're a negative 20 goal differential. Yep, it's That insane. is terrible. And, you know, we said when we when we picked the playoffs that the central, you know, Colorado should be one and they're not. And that's surprising. And then two through six could go any which way. And I think we're kind of seeing that but I didn't expect it to be like this.
1: No, I wasn't expecting this either. I mean, we, we definitely agreed that Arizona and Chicago were at the bottom of that central, um, the, the the Pacific, we had kind of standard a little bit. Um, we both just sort of agreed that, uh, San Jose and Anaheim were going to be down at the bottom of the division. We much the way
0: we did with Arizona and Chicago.
1: Yeah. Um, the Kings on the other hand, I think they were a surprise for both of us. We both had them
0: pretty well. Oh, absolutely. Low. Yeah, through 38 games, they got 46 points. Uh yeah, that that's that's and uh, ironically, they're twenty-twelve and 6 with a negative 5 goal differential. Yep. That, that's and crazy. It you're
1: 100% correct it is and I want to say yeah. I mean, they only have what six overtime wins, so well, it's well, six yeah, overtime, six overtime losses. losses. Yeah. Um so that's just one of the things that just kind of stick out to you on the yeah. Eastern, on the Eastern conference side, you look at this Metro division. There is, it really just kind of tells the, tells a tale of two stories here. You have Columbus and the flyers at the bottom of that division, both negative 29 and negative 46 respectively. And the, um, respectively they're in their goal differential and everybody else is 15 plus right now in goal differential and it just talks about how tight this wild card race is i know um, we're still a pretty really, ways out yeah. but i mean for that wild card race i mean you have the caps the rangers the islanders they're all three of them are fighting the metro probably is the toughest division
0: oh in, our, our in the nhl right now division. you know and i think you're gonna get probably well the best storyline in hockey comes out of that division and that's we saw Ovi wound up passing Gordie Howe on a, a backhanded, no look, empty net goal. That it, it was impressive. That kind of just sums he Able up to pull Ovi. that off from the corner, like just throwing it behind his back and it just going in, like that. It was impressive in its own right, but still. And the, I mean, now he's just got two years to catch the great one, and he's got an outside. I think he does. Maybe not, maybe early into three years from now. So what, 2026, January, 2026 or something like that. I think he's, uh, I think, that, or maybe October of 25, so, uh, November, somewhere. I don't know. I'm throwing dates out here, but I think he's going to get, he's going to catch Gretzky as long as he's, uh, you know, playing. Um, But one thing I wanted, did you see what Yarmir Jagger's doing at the age of 50? I have not. He's know. playing for the team he owns in I don't know what the name of the country is now, Chet, Chechia or Czechoslovakia or whatever it's called. Czechia. Um, I'm pretty sure he owns a he owns a team over there, and he's got, at the age of 50. Now, granted, we're not talking about NHL competition, but at the age of 50, he's got six points in six games. That's
1: that's pretty impressive. I'd like to. How many minutes does he log in? Do you know?
0: I I I just I saw the meme on on social media but still you Are kinda we sure of true to it was a meme if you're a team that is struggling to sell tickets like Ottawa or a team that you know needs some hook to bring people into the stands Columbus or Philadelphia bring in Yarmir Yager. like just bring him in for like 10 games bring him in or for hack. 5 games if you're the if you're the
1: Wheeling Nailers bring him in for a game in February specifically the 4th
0: I'm not sure he's going to uh, – I'm not sure he would come to the friendly city in, in the ECHL. Um, so, and yeah. It was, uh,
1: I, it was worth a try. And that there, folks, is what we call a teaser in the business.
0: Yes, we are actually going to – Dan Dan is going to come to see a Nailers game with me on February 4th. So, uh, pretty, pretty stoked about that. Iowa – it would be the Wheeling Nailers and the Iowa – who was it? The Iowa losers because they're gonna lose nah, I wouldn't be so sure ACHL's a a strange beast man you could have a team win 15 to nothing and that's not a joke 15 to nothing one game and then lose 12 to ten the next it's as long as there's a good amount of fights and you know I can get told to calm down again by West Banco security because I've yelled too many obscenities in the in the direction of, of the bench of the other team then you know it'll be a fun night.
1: Well, glad we're sitting on
0: the other side of the ice. Oh, then it's the penalty boxes. Then it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move <coughs> along because we're going to talk about some baseball now.
1: Uh. Oh, and, this just this just in. Uh no, Col- breaking
0: news. Breaking Carlos news.
1: Carlos Correa has signed with the Giants.
0: Mm, did he?
1: Oh, this just in. Carlos Correa has signed with the Mets. This did just he? in. Carlos Correa is still unsigned.
0: So if you're Scott Boris. What a roller coaster ride, because at first you're looking, I'm going to get 10 percent of how much. All right. Oh, fuck. 10 percent of how much? All right. Fuck. He's going to wind up screwed around and have to sign like a veteran minimum deal to prove that he's healthy with like the A's dude. What is more shocking about this
1: is like he opted out of a $45 million a year contract. He had opt outs after the first two years. Maybe it wasn't 45 mil, but you get the point um, with the twins. It's just absolutely insane what's going on with this. Um, Gurriel got traded. You want to talk about some great Twitter, some, some great tweets there.
0: That was amazing. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. That was so. Um, Guriel got traded in case you live under a rock or you're just not a baseball fan. Let me give you a little bit of backstory here. Um, Guriel for Toronto was traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks for, excuse me, for not being able to pronounce his name properly. Ed, are you able to do that?
0: No, I want to hear you do it.
1: I'm not too happy about having to do this. I'm actually trying to find the correct.
0: The only reason I'm making you do it is because it is funny as hell to hear you try to pronounce names. You have no business trying to pronounce hockey, especially like I'm not that great at football. But holy crap, is it great? All right. So this
1: was the trade. The D-backs traded for the D-backs traded away. Delantin Vishar uh Vashro Vasau Yep. And, and the at first it was just reported that it was for uh Gabriel Monero. Um okay. Loris Goriel Jr.'s biggest stand on Twitter says, Awesome. I don't care what we do. Um, I don't care what we have to give up. We need him here. Uh, about twenty minutes later it is reported that Lourdes Goriel Jr. has been traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks with a follow-up tweet by his biggest fan saying, what the hell are we doing? (laughs) It was the funniest Twitter interaction you could have seen. It would have been a lot better if I could have told the story quicker. Um, But to each their own, Uh, speaking of other young stars, Dansby Dansby Swanson has signed with the Chicago Cubs.
0: Oh, Um, great. That's going to push them over the needle to 75 wins.
1: To each their own there. Uh, Rondon to the Yanks. Who's the oh, hold on.
0: To each team. their own there. If you can sit there with a straight face and tell me that the Cubs are coming anywhere close to the playoffs, I I want you drug tested. Maybe not this year, but, I mean, that's a good signing for them. Yeah. Uh, typical Cubs. Nah, not this year. No. But next year, normally they wait till about June to start saying maybe next year. But, uh, you know, the fact that we're saying it in September... December, that may be, that may be a new record.
1: You got, is that all you got to add there? You're just talking, you're just going to talk shit about the Cubs because you're a Cardinals fan.
0: Yes. Okay. Um, not just, not just because of a Cardinals fan. I'm still bitter over 2006. Okay. That rain delay was manufactured by major league baseball to influence the game. So the Cubs would win the world series. Okay. That, that rain delay was not only not needed, But it was terribly timed in an effort to screw over Cleveland once again because the sports gods have it in for anybody that plays along Lake Erie. And I'll fight you if you say any different because I can point to a lot of stuff where the sports god have just said, fuck you, Cleveland. Okay. I mean,
1: the Cavs have a championship.
0: Yeah. And what did it cost us? Nothing. Really?
1: If anything, it, it brought you a school.
0: Yeah, sure it did. Yeah, 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 okay. No, no, no. God hates Cleveland. God hates Cleveland. Okay. But um, at least we're not Detroit.
1: That's fair. Um, But Detroit is still in the running for the playoffs in the NFL, so Detroit may be on the good graces.
0: Blind squirrels, nuts, you know. Um. Rondon to the Yanks.
1: Who has the better pitching staff right now, the Yankees or the Mets?
0: Mm. Five years ago, it's the Mets. Ten years ago, it's the Mets. This year, it's the Mets. I don't know. Look, dude, there are only a few things that are undefeated, and one of them is time. And you look at the last couple of pitchers that have had this kind of resurgence late in their careers, mainly a guy that's one of Cy Young this late in his career, Roger Clemens. Then we find out Clemens was kind of on some stuff. I'm not saying Verlander is. I'm not saying Verlander isn't. But to be that good at that age, you kind of got to have some extra help. So and I'm not once again, not saying Verlander is or he isn't. But if he isn't, time has a way of catching up to people. And the National League, pitching in the National League is a different beast than what it is in the American League. Granted, with the Universal DH, that's kind of leveled the playing field, but still, you know. Uh, You're
1: just not buying it at all, huh? You're not I buying think the Verlander. I,
0: I, I think that Cohen is going to be a bigger laughing stock uh, come around July or August when the Mets are sellers.
1: Okay, that's quite interesting.
0: I just, I have no faith in New York.
1: Okay. I mean, uh, do you have faith in the Yankees pitching staff more?
0: No, not really. I don't like the Yankees.
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, they suck. We'll always agree yeah. on that. You know, All right, last thing that I want to talk about here with baseball, unless you have something else to add, Mm-mm. is this, uh, these potential milestones we can see in 2023. Elvis Andrews three away from 2,000 hits. Does he get it within the first day of his playing career this year? I,
0: I, I mean, three hits on opening day. That that's a good opening day, first week. I, I'd say first homestand or first series. Yeah. Okay.
1: Nolan Arenado one home run away from 300. Opening day, yes or
0: no? That'd be a good story, you know. Uh, I mean, as a Cardinals fan, yeah, I'd you know, I'd love to see them go back to back to back to back, and Wainwright start you know opening day and throw a you know ninety pitch perfect game. But you know, Aaron, So you're just I, saying
1: first home stand.
0: I'm I'm saying it, he him and Andrus, you know, both for, for not just first home stand, first series. Okay. Slam dunk.
1: Grinky, 3000 strikeouts 118 away.
0: Uh, which question?
1: Does he get it just this season?
0: See, now that one's that one's that one's a little rough. I mean, he is a strikeout guy, but he only he he didn't have that many last year. Uh Health is a factor, especially when somebody's that old. I'd like to think he does. It would be an interesting race and it would probably keep people watching Royals games when they have no business well, really, nobody has any business watching Royals games because, you know, yawn. But I- I'd like to think he gets there. It'd be nice to see him like the last pitch of the, the his last pitch of the season. You know, he gets that swing and strike out for 3000 and then just off into the sunset and into Cooperstown. But, yeah, I mean, I think he gets there.
1: OK, um, <clears throat> I'm going to disagree. I think he takes. I think he needs two more seasons. Um, Justin Verlander, six wins away from 250.
0: Uh, I'll. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, May fifteenth. Does he
1: get it? Okay. So I was gonna say, does he get it like first ten starts of the year? Does he? Start yeah, I'd say.
0: I'd say it's a pretty four? safe bet. I mean, you know, the Mets. The Mets will hit their swoon in in the dog days of summer, like they always do. But I think he he can start out strong. He'll look. One of two things is going to happen. He's either going to start out real strong, and he's gonna he's gonna get that before the end of April, or he's gonna we're gonna be looking at that for a long time going into the season. It's gonna be one way or the other.
1: And uh, the last two here, both these guys, uh, respectively, came Kate- Craig Kimbrell is six saves away from 400, and Kentley Jansen is nine saves away from 400. Who reaches it first?
0: Oh, I don't want to answer this question because they're closers, you know. You um, have to
1: answer this question. You gotta, you gotta close out this section of the.
0: Of I'm gonna the pull show. a Jaime here, and you know, hi buddy. If, if you don't listen, but um. With closers, it's so subjective because it could be – they could get it in the first two weeks of the season or they could blow three saves in the first two weeks of the season and then you're left wondering, well, is Craig Kimbrell going to get back to finishing games wherever he's playing or is Kenley Jansen going to be able to to get the final three outs anywhere else? Closers are – they're like kickers, man. Outside of Justin Tucker – and apparently Mason Crosby, because he, no matter what he does, he, he he'll never get he will never lose his job in, in Green Bay. But job security is so fragile with them. Yeah, they're going to get there. I mean, obviously, you, you know, you have two guys that have done it that well for that long. They're going to get there. But as far as answering that question, I don't want to because that is. That is, yeah, that's just rough. But I want to make you. I just said they're going to get there.
1: Okay. But uh, I said who gets there first. Oh. Whew. Jansen needs nine. Kimball needs six.
0: Where's Jansen at? Dodgers, right? No. Oh, um, See, that shows you how much I know.
1: Henley is now with the Boston Red Sox.
0: Ooh, ooh, Red Sox aren't going to be good this year. Um, Kimbrel?
1: Kimbrel is with... Um, he just signed, too.
0: We are very prepared for the show. Just want to point that out there. We should have had all of this research done, and we're sitting here Googling things while we're recording. This is fantastic stuff, Dan. Kimbrel we should feel <laughs> Kimbrel Okay, so Kimbrel... Kimball's going to get it before April's over. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with the Dodgers. I don't know why I started on that. Like, I, like, why I hesitated on it. I thought that was it, and I was like, well, let me not be wrong. I don't want to get judged by all the people that listen.
0: Yeah. All one of us that plays in the background while I work. Anyway, Uh. yeah, Kimbrel gets it. Kimbrough gets it before the end of April. Jansen's probably going to have to wait a little longer. But, you know, you got some health stuff there too, especially with the age of these guys being a closer, man. It's like being a kicker. It's it's rough. I mean, it's real rough. Um, you want to close the book on this and let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's do it. All right. Now we had this idea and it's been one. We're kind of kicking around, but Christmas gifts that teams should have gotten, but they didn't like, For example, if you're, say, the Los Angeles Rams, a gift that they should have gotten would have been the subsequent theft of Baker Mayfield's playbook. Because when Baker plays without a playbook, Baker's the quarterback we all thought he was going to be in Cleveland. And he was in Cleveland, despite the fact he got ran out of town pretty unfairly and treated like a piece of human i'm i'm getting ahead of myself but anyway stuff like that so dan give me a franchise tell me what they should have gotten for christmas
1: the arizona cardinals
0: and what should they have gotten
1: should have gotten a xbox instead of a playstation
0: and why is that dan
1: because kyler murray's terrible on an xbox have you seen him play
0: it's true, but have you seen the way? All right, the all right, all right. Goes? Let
1: me give you let me give you one a little bit better. Uh the Detroit Lions should have got the Santa should have left the Detroit Lions some offensive line help because Jared mm-hmm. Goff upright looks like a dangerous man there.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Boy, it's almost like the problems he had in Los Angeles stayed in Los Angeles, and that's why Matt Stafford is not playing right now. Huh. Crazy how that happens, huh? Mm-hmm. How about your Baltimore Ravens? You know what they should have gotten? Tell me. A better athletic trainer. Which kind of makes me wonder. See, A- AFC North, right? And given what's, you know, who's who's the signal caller in, in Cleveland? You gotta wonder if maybe, just maybe, the. Athletic trainers of the world have decided I'm going to stay away from up there just in case, you know. I don't want to be, you know, taken into a bathroom by a Steelers legend or, or you know, get, getting one rubbed out while I rub one in. You know what I
1: mean? <clears throat> um, I mean, hey, you never know what can happen. Let me tell you what your your brownie should have gotten.
0: What? What's that?
1: A better decision maker. No. no.
0: They yeah, need yeah, a better
1: decision coach. maker in general. A new coach. I mean a new coach. Let's look at that Deshaun Watson contract that you and I looked at the other day. That thing okay, looks you can't terrible. judge it on
0: like a few games. All right. You you gotta get Oh, me- I'm
1: not I'm judging of the contract in itself. Forty-six mil a year guaranteed for six years.
0: With Ooh. the if if the cap keeps going up and, and and quarterbacks keep getting paid, and you're gonna feel you're gonna feel the sting of a massive quarterback contract coming up here real soon. No, either that or either that or Tyler Huntley is going to be your starting quarterback next year. Yep. That's ridiculous. That's uh, not, not what good. I
1: want, but I mean, Derek Carr's on the market.
0: He's going to Indianapolis. I mean, this is not hard to draw that line to. You think so? I, why not? You know, Sean Payton takes over in Indianapolis with Derek Carr as his quarterback and the Colts go, you know, 13 and four.
1: Give me Sean Payton and Derek Carr in Baltimore.
0: What? Suddenly you Harbaugh's not a good coach?
1: I didn't say Harbaugh wasn't a good coach, but Sean Payton's a hell of a lot better.
0: I mean, how many Super Bowls does Sean Payton won? One. With Drew Brees as a quarterback.
1: Yeah. How many Super Bowls does John Harbaugh won?
0: One. And who is his quarterback?
1: The freaking first ballot Hall of Famer Joe Flacco,
0: baby. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but there's a little bit of a drop off between Alvin Kamara and 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 Drew Brees to Joe Flacco and Ray Rice.
1: Yeah, Ray Rice, baby.
0: So I mean, I mean, there's 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 a little bit of a tile left and throw a right. Like I said, there's a little bit of a talent disparity there, and and. Hold on,
1: John Harbaugh did not win that Super Bowl. That defense won that Super Bowl. Ray Lewis won that Super Bowl.
0: I mean, it could be argued that a power outage won that Super Bowl, but you know,
1: no, a power outage almost cost us that Super Bowl. You
0: no, know, whatever, whatever. When's anyway. the last
1: time the, Brown the, <laughs> the Browns won the Super Bowl.
0: What are you talking about? Two thousand and one. Browns won the Super Bowl in two thousand and one. Oh, uh, did they? They just did it in the wrong city.
1: Oh. When's the last time a St. Louis? Never mind, I won't go
0: there. 1999, Dick. Nah, that that Super Bowl traveled to L.A., bro. Da- no, it didn't. That is our Super Bowl. That is ours, not the Rams. That is as ours. No, no, he was he he was a minority owner. That's Georgia Frontieri's Super Bowl. Okay, that's as bad as the Baltimore Orioles not recognizing anything that the St. Louis Browns did. Which, by the way, you know what the city of Baltimore should have gotten? A hockey team that was named the Browns so they could steal it from somebody else and have their own.
1: That's cool. I'll take them.
0: It's ridiculous that Baltimore has done it not once but twice where they've robbed a team of the name Browns.
1: I about gonna... those franchises looked like shit until they came here. That's why they how... were named the Browns.
0: How can you say that? How how can you Dude, have you looked at What do you mean the... how can
1: I say that? The words literally just came out of my mouth.
0: Okay, for one, the only reason that the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl is because of the players that the Cleveland Browns had drafted.
1: No, that was the players that Ozzie Newsom drafted.
0: Oh, and where, who hired Ozzie Newsom? It where did he? Doesn't Clay matter
1: Mo- who hired him. It was the You're same saying. franchise. It's not like there was a mass exodus.
0: Anyway, it's really, it's really weird though. You know, you think about it. The Baltimore Ravens, how weird life would have been had the Ravens actually not fired Bill Belichick? Like, what if he stays on and is the Ravens head coach? Hmm. Does he succeed? Does Tom Brady get drafted? Does Tom Brady start? Like, how different would the NFL landscape have been? And I'll give you one better, okay? So, on our Facebook page, the Sports Dispatch, where you can find this podcast every time we record, and all of our prior episodes are there, including hidden gems that we did not post at the time they were recorded, you're going to start seeing pieces that are done every day. And one of those is the Bill Bilichek story about him being the New York Jets head coach. Are you familiar with this story at all, Dan?
1: Uh, He was like head coach for like a day, right?
0: Uh, Sort of. Uh, basically, he was a, a an assistant with Bill Parcel or was it Bill Parcells? Yeah, Bill Parcells, and he had it in his contract that if anything were to happen to Tuna, he's going to take over. Well, Parcells decided I'm going to retire. I'm going to be the president of football operations, which is a totally made up thing where you're basically a general manager, and Bill Belichick's going to take over. Right. So, Parcells gets it announced. Everything's fine. They're going to do a press conference the next day, announcing Bill Belichick is the head coach of the New York Jets. And before that con- before that press conference happens, Robert Kraft gets involved. It becomes a whole thing. Draft picks had to be exchanged to get Belichick to New England. It was it was an ordeal. Rex Ryan got the job in with the Jets. You know, Belichick went. 5 and 11 his first season in New England and then you know the rest is history but how different would things have been had he gone to Baltimore with the Browns you ever wonder that you ever wonder what if hey dan maybe that should be a piece for for the dispatch huh what if what if this happened how how would have things changed what if Mike Keenan actually resigns Wayne Gretzky in St. Louis and Brett Hall doesn't get alienated by iron Mike dickhead. You know what happened if in 1953, the Cardinals actually pulled the trigger on a trade to send Stan Musial to Chicago. What happened if maybe the Red Sox aren't financially strapped for cash and they keep Babe Ruth instead of trading him to the Yankees. Maybe that's something we should do, Dan. Maybe that's something they can look for on our Facebook page. The Sports Dispatch going into the future in 2023. What do you think?
1: We'll see. I don't know how I I feel about living in the world. No, that's going to happen.
0: That's going to happen. That's going to happen. You can also find us on our brand new Instagram page, which we'll be launching after the first of the year. Now, Dan, we are going into 2023 and, you know, we're going to turn a new leaf here. We're going to we're going to actually, you know, do stuff. How about some New Year's resolutions? What is your give me a few of you personally as, as Danny Bananas? Give me a few of your personal New Year's resolutions.
1: I'm going to become healthier.
0: Mm hmm. So February, that's, January that's 4th, the biggest January that's 5th. The
1: biggest, that's the biggest one for me.
0: So you're going to stop drinking beer? Oh, no, God, no. You're going to stop eating hot wings?
1: Uh, yeah, that will stop some. I don't believe you. I mean, that's fine. You don't have to. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna drink lots of beer at the hockey game.
0: Hey, no, that's good. It's a shame you couldn't get tickets for a Friday. Normally, they have Frosty Fridays where it's a dollar beer.
1: You didn't tell me that. I could have made that happen.
0: Yeah, but I didn't want to have to take care of your drunk ass. I anyway, mean, how much? How much are they on Saturdays? Two dollars. Uh, I mean, you know, it is a ho- it is a hockey game, but it's also minor league hockey. So eh, something like that. (laughs) How about for your team? What, what would be a Baltimore Ravens new year's resolution? What should they do going into the
1: fire? Greg Roman. Why? He's a fucking terrible offensive coordinator. The worst offensive play caller in the ASC North.
0: (laughs) That's a bold take. It's not a bold take. It's the goddamn truth. I I, I mean, you, you can say that, but Kevin Stefanski is right there. And I mean, he's right there.
1: Kevin Stefanski not a bad
0: coach, man. Wait till next year. He's not a I, good play caller.
1: Like the Cowboys are going to lose to the Titans tonight. I just feel it coming. I mean, it's just... Dak just fumbled a snap at the fifty yard line after the defense just forced a fumble. They're they're only up ten nothing in the second quarter. They look terrible. Josh Dobbs is a quarterback for for the Titans.
0: I mean it's thursday night football we don't exactly have a good track record of good games on thursday nights. so there's another one there there's there's a new year's resolution for the nfl get better thursday night games because as funny as it is to listen to al michaels just rip on the product he's covering
1: it is really funny
0: um it's not good for the game and it's not good for amazon prime and you you know with with the Sunday ticket thing being in flux, you got to wonder how much and and with Amazon growing ever stronger, um, you got to wonder how much influence they have on which games are getting put where, because they obviously didn't have any this year or else they wouldn't have picked these abominations of games. But you kind of got to wonder if maybe, Good old uh, Mr. Bezos is flexing his muscles a little bit and saying, no, I want this game and I want this game and I want this game.
1: I mean, maybe uh, uh, something else with the NFL. I believe it is official. YouTube TV is the official partner of NFL Sunday ticket.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, I think we all need to. Uh, I, you know, I was going to say we all need to pour one out for direct TV because there that may be the death knell for them. But we have both sold direct TV. We have both dealt with the perils and pitfalls that go along with, you know, the UVerse and AT&T and, and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to miss DirecTV. Are you going to miss DirecTV, Dan? No, not one so. single bit. Now, if you're the NHL, okay, there is talk about load management coming to <laughs> hockey. Is that a New Year's resolution you want to make? God oh, no! Do you know how mad I would be? Like I would purposely, um,
1: I would purposely not go to games that were back-to-backs. They'd have to be standalone games if I'm going to a hockey game at that point.
0: Well, that because that that, that kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like, say you're a small-market team like Columbus, you know, and oh, Ovi's coming to town, you know. See, it's getting near the end of his career. You know, everybody wants to see Alexander Ovechkin one last time. Or, you know, Sidney Crosby, for that matter, because in in another in another weekly or not weekly, but reoccurring piece you're going to find on the dispatch, you're going to get to see stats side by side of two players and make your comparison on who you would pick first. It's called, you know, first pick in the draft. One of those is Ovechkin and Crosby. But say, say you're a small market team that's not having the best success at the gate. And you want to see Sidney Crosby play one last time. Oh, but he's coming on the back end of a back to back, given that, you know, the Penguins just played in Chicago and now they're going to Columbus. So they just played in Detroit. Now they're going to Columbus and Crosby's not playing. You know, the end, they should see the problem with this, given that the NBA had this huge issue with the Spurs for, I mean, Greg Popovich abused this and that's why he's the best coach that's why they started issuing fines. And, and what good is that? Hey, these guys are making $20 million a year. Let's fine them $10,000.
1: And Pop like, would also do it out of, like, spite.
0: That's why Greg Popovich is my favorite coach of all time. You know, with all due respect to Red Auerbach and and, and Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich is probably my favorite coach ever. That, dude, that dude's a man among men. Just Amazing. But, yeah, the, the NHL should know better. You know, that's ridiculous. And, I, I, you know, hockey is more violent. Let's call a spade a spade. And I, I read something on social media, too. Apparently, hockey hits are 20% more violent than an NFL hit, on average. Is that crazy? I mean, that it's crazy, crazy to think about, right? That but, is
1: crazy.
0: But, I mean, you're on skates, and... <laughs> You're not crunching somebody against another person or the ground. You're crunching them against a board, which may or may not give. And the pads are smaller. And I mean, the players are smaller, too, but they're also a lot faster. You know, it just it surprised me that that came out. But that's we're getting way off track here. Let's get back to some New Year's resolutions. Like if you're the L.A. Lakers, what's your New Year's resolution? Play better.
1: Figure out how to blow this team up.
0: But how do you do it with all those con- with all those aging contracts? Do you keep LeBron?
1: I mean, LeBron, draws, also, yeah, I think you have to keep him.
0: But you're the Lakers. You're going to draw anyway.
1: Yeah, but not the way you're going to draw if you got LeBron on the team. Let's be honest here.
0: If you're LeBron, do you stay in L.A.?
1: Uh, For another year or so until I mean, he's probably going to play there until Brownie comes out. He said he wants to play with Brownie. And what team isn't going to want that?
0: Now here's an interesting thing, okay? And let's let's go off the New Year's resolution for a minute. But say you're an NBA team, right? And you got the first pick in the draft. You're, I don't know, pick a team. You're the, what's a terrible team? Give me a terrible team. You're the Chicago Bulls. Let's just throw it out there. Not saying Chicago's bad, but you're the Chicago Bulls, right? You're the Detroit Pistons. There, you're the Pistons, okay? And as the Pistons, you have the first pick in the draft in 2024, 2025, whatever. And Bronny is sitting there. He's like the seventh ranked player in the draft, right? Let's just, like I said, all this is hypothetical. LeBron James hasn't signed and you have the first pick. All right. Do you reach as on that first pick for Bronny, knowing that LeBron James is going to sign a contract with you the second you draft his son? Or do you go smart and you draft the best overall player knowing he's going to help your team in the long run if or do you're the Bulls, you mortgage that or do you mortgage that for a year or two of LeBron James?
1: If you're the Bulls, you mortgage that for a year. Or two. Well, if you're the Bulls, I don't think you do because then you're stepping on Michael's toes, right?
0: Boy, wouldn't that be some shit to have that comparison once again, especially if you were now granted, he's not going to wear 23 in Chicago. But, oh, boy. Yeah.
1: If,
0: if you're LeBron James, do you wear 45? Like, if you go to the Chicago Bulls, do you wear 45? Like, just just to troll, like, for one year. <laughs> I mean, that would be tempting as hell.
1: I mean, I just think it's, it's nuts that this is going to happen. Like, how... Oof. So, so I mean, this is something that we're obviously going to Google because I'm thinking about it now. When is Ronnie James going to the NBA?
0: Okay, but still, like, you didn't the earliest, answer the question. Go ahead. If you're the If you're the Detroit Pistons, do you do that? Putting all the Michael stuff aside, like.
1: Oh yeah, if you're the Pistons, you do that.
0: Just to get one or two years of LeBron James at the back end of his career. I think so. Okay. All right. I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be something really interesting to see. And that's not saying that Bronny's not going to be the best player of his draft. But if he isn't, it's going to be a storyline to look into. Um, what else you got? Let's talk about a baseball team. If you're the, you know, San Francisco Giants, do you have a New Year's resolution? Because I got a New Year's resolution for it. But do you have one?
1: If you're the, if you're the Giants? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have a New year's resolution, Properly
0: bet your free agent signings? Uh, I
1: mean, can we say the same for the Mets?
0: Well, the, the Mets free agency is just a whole nother bag of garbage because uh, I'm convinced that Cohen is just signing people to sign people at this point because he's just, hey, that guy can play. Give him a couple years at about 25, 30 mil. Yeah, yeah, we'll be good. He's trying to out Yankees, the Yankees, and the Yankees are doing it smart. Cohen's just throwing money at people. And, you know, (laughs) Carlos Correa, we're back here again. If you're Carlos Correa, you know what you do? His New Year's resolution is to find a doctor that will lie. I mean, you're looking at $180 million or $200 million or whatever you're going to get from a team. You can't Adam, tell me you can't find a doctor that has no morals whatsoever that's willing to take a cool seven figures or even a high six figures to be like, no, his leg's fine. <laughs> his leg's
1: fine. Adam looking you right in the eyes right now. I don't care what it would cost, bring Carlos Correa to Baltimore. I don't care if he gets if he plays three games, at least they signed him.
0: You see here's the thing about the Baltimore Orioles Dan. How I feel like you feel I feel like Baltimore for one, way too close uh just way too close. <laughs> Get the camera away from your face, but I feel like Baltimore is one of those teams where they are always that team that people it, he's doing some really weird stuff with this camera guys, it's really hard to focus, but they are one of those teams that is always in like the discussion of. Oh, the, the Orioles are all in on Aaron Judge for $300 million. And then he signs with New York for like two sixty. I never heard that. Oh, but one thing you did hear, what about um, um, Machado? Oh, the Orioles are looking at bringing in uh, Machado, and they made a huge, big money deal. It seems like the Orioles are always that team where there's rumored that they've offered that deal, and yet they never, ever sign anybody. Is it because people don't want to live in Baltimore? Ooh. I mean, Lamar Jackson doesn't want to live in Baltimore. He would have signed his deal already. Is it because Baltimore is a terribly run organization? Mm. It's because Stars don't want to go to a team where they're guaranteed to lose 100 games every year. Mm. Maybe. But Baltimore's not going to sign Carlos Correa, bro.
1: No, they're not. But they're I not. Always no. I mean, it's just like the Indians wouldn't sign him.
0: Well, that's that's a whole, whole different animal right there. You know, we got the reigning MVP. That's all we really need. They're going to put 15000 people on average and they're going to they're going to put just enough people into progressive field where they can be somewhat competitive, but not really competitive in the free agent market. And then the Dolans can point and say, "Hey, nobody's coming to watch us, so I can't really spend any money, despite the fact I'm getting a shitload of revenue from revenue sharing and and everything else." And and you know, it's whatever. They're like the Dolans
1: are great owners.
0: Are they? You love them. Do I? They're they're on a list with Stan Kroenke and and bottom dollar Bob Nutting and and. Well, just mainly those three. I mean, think about the teams that they Eugene own. Eugene Melnick, though. maybe. Think about the teams that they own, man. They own hell of
1: good teams. Mm. They own the Knicks.
0: They own the Rangers. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The Knicks are one of the worst managed teams in the history of sports. Okay? And the Rangers, okay, the Rangers are good, but. but yeah, that's something that, now that I think about it, How is it not a conflict of interest for an owner to own sports franchises in different cities?
1: Are you
0: going to tell a billionaire they can't buy something? I'm just saying maybe we should start making owners like trade franchises. Oh, hey, Stan Kroenke, you own the Avalanche? Well, guess what? Now you own the Broncos. Or, hey, you, you own the Rams? Well, now you own the Kings, too. You know?
1: Either way, that doesn't sound like a
0: bad deal for Kroenke. Or, hey, Dolans, you own the Knicks and the Rangers. Now you own the Mets. Hey, Cohen, you want to spend money? Come to Cleveland. Spend all the money you want. Build a dome. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland, dome. You know what really grinds my gears?
1: And we're probably going to disagree on this when it comes to, because you said build a dome. It really grinds my gears that a Super Bowl will never be played in Super Bowl and football-type weather.
0: Define football-type weather.
1: The uh, Super Bowl will never be played in New England, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Foxborough, Green Bay, um, Green Bay Minnesota. Chicago. It, it will be played in Minnesota now, not in Fo Shoulder Field. Um, I mean, it will never be played in Denver, like
0: well, football the, weather. The, the whole point of the Super Bowl, I believe, is that it's to take weather out of the equation. And I think... They do that, and they do it pretty well, with the exception of, you know, a few wind games or a few rain games or whatever. But still, I mean, that's the whole point, you know? Doesn't it
1: grind your gears a little bit, though?
0: Nah. Eh. I mean...
1: See, I know we were going to disagree on that.
0: It doesn't bother me near as much as a lot of other things in football bother me. Like, you know, we're all about player safety, but Tua Tunga-Vailoa has a chance to start this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fucking, that's insane.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, the Pro Bowl. Or the fact that, you know, people are fighting, having a dome in Cleveland. You know, and, and this is the last thing we're going to talk about before we end the show. It, it, we made no secret. The city of Cleveland is the factory of sadness. One championship does not reverse, you know, decades of pain. It's the factory of funniness. And the fact that Cleveland is cold and it is snowy and it is rainy and just overall depressing from November to November. Anyway, so why in God's green creation would these fans who have just dealt with the worst football ever and just been so crapped on for years and years and years, why are they fighting a dome? Like, is it a badge of honor that you sit through 20 below weather? That's ridiculous.
1: like M and is not going anywhere, but give me a dome in Baltimore,
0: please. I was gonna say, build a dome, bring a Super Bowl. Granted, the Browns may not play it, but you build a dome in Cleveland, the NFL is gonna put a Super Bowl in Cleveland. Yeah, you know? for sure. And not I to mean, mention, not you very have a desirable city, but yeah, you have a football dome. Now you can bring in the NCAA because that's what happened in St. Louis. Yep. You know, now you can bring in Big Twelve tournaments, a bowl game and a, probably a big bowl game, given the fact you have a lot of good football that plays up North. And if you have a jewel of a stadium and a centrally lo- located city,
1: it's I think if any, dude. if any team's building a new stadium and they're not building a dome, they're doing it wrong. I would say that, I mean, no, I, I you just laid out how many factors.
0: Yeah, but there, there, there's a few cities where I would say no. Chicago like being one of them.
1: If she, when, she, when Chicago gets a new stadium, it for sure will be a dome.
0: I don't think... I, it shouldn't be. It will you know, be. Say what you will about the NFL being steeped in tradition, but there should be a few... Oh, you know, should be a few places where you can still freeze your ass off and watch football.
1: I mean, Green Bay will never get a dome, but that's because it's the city of Green Bay, and it's literally in
0: the middle of the city. It is the city. <laughs> but that's... You know, it, it's something that's fun to think about. I'm just... I am so looking forward to the XFL because then I get to watch good football. All right. All All right. right. And this is where we end the show. We're going to end the show right here. As always, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team's not doing so hot, it can always be the players who named later who can make it better. See you.